Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Skill a Business. I'm Darwin, your host for today's episode, and I am with Sean Delaney. Hey, Sean, how are you? Darwin, I am transcendent. How are you today? I'm good. Yeah, I cannot complain so far. By the way, um, Sean, we would like to know you better. Could you please share some information about you and what you're doing? Uh, sure. So uh, I am Sean Delaney. And I run a company called What If, that's W-H-A-D, as in uh-huh. as in disruption, I-F. And what we do is we are business disruptors. And so for 25 years, or I don't, I don't want to date myself, let's say 15, no, for, for over oh. 20, I'll talk about that. For over 20 years, I worked with some of the biggest brands in the world, Nike, Uber, J&J, mm-hmm. MetLife, uh, the list goes on. And, uh, and I realized something. The first Mm -hmm. time I got a chance to work with an entrepreneur, I said, now this is where I want to be. And the reason for that was while I was having a lot of success as a consultant for some of these giant companies, uh, Mm -hmm. helping them with their business architecture, helping them reduce friction points in their businesses, I realized that every business is the same, no matter what size. And I just felt more satisfied in helping entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. grow their business because Just as an example, in one of those institutional contracts I had, Mm -hmm. I saved the company $30 million. It was spread over a couple of years and it was, you know, sort of backloaded on the savings, but great, $30 million over a couple of years. Who wouldn't take it? Well, they weren't even excited. No one cared. And why not? Well, because they're giant companies and that barely scratched the surface for them. Didn't move the stock price, didn't make anybody happy. You work with an entrepreneur. And now they're saying, God bless you. My dreams can come true. My children can go to college. I don't have to lay 40 Uh people off. Whatever size and and place their business is, the impact just felt felt better. And so then I found a way to sort of fraction out my time and be a fractional COO to help these Mm -hmm. companies along. And then we further democratize that by saying, let's also run a mastermind where we're helping uh, small businesses everywhere understand what could be done at, at larger companies, but also disrupting all the things that people think about how business should run based on watching those big companies. And so we bring the harmonious business architecture to people. So is that I did I I just jammed 25 years of stuff into three and a half minutes. I don't know. What do you want to talk about now? <laughs> Oh, wow. Amazing. So thank you so much for that one, Sean, um, for sharing that information here in our show. And also, um, I'm just so curious about what if, um, can you tell us about the history and the background of your business? Uh, yeah. So so as a consultant, um, uh-huh. I, I help, I help mm-hmm. businesses understand that there is a better architecture. Yeah. By architecture, what do I mean by architecture? The the general taxonomy of things that happen in a business. And we know them incorrectly as things like, well, you have to do strategic planning and you have to do HR management, meaning leadership and management of people, people management and leadership, two different things. We have to have risk assessment and mitigation. We have to uh, have process management and project management and change management. Uh, all these things, there are 10 of them. And people will learn one here or there. Well, so we can talk about the institutional mm-hmm. model. That's the institutional model. And they are fiefdoms and separate departments in the big giant companies that you know and love who make everything that we all buy. Mm-hmm. 
And so we model that as smaller companies and it never really feels right. We fell into entrepreneurship because we had a great idea for a product mm -hmm. or a service and we were good at that thing. And we knew that we needed to know some of these other disciplines. And so we maybe took a course, we read a book, we listened to our cousin, Larry, we do what all the things that we do as entrepreneurs starting out. And we, and not of it, all of it feels right. We don't always get all of it right. We don't do mm -hmm. the parts exactly. we don't like. And so the whole system, even though it's sort of cobbled together, is a little Frankenstein monstery and it doesn't feel so great. And this is why more people die going to work on Monday mornings than any other time of the year, because they're going to a job that forces them into these boxes, into these ways of, of yeah. doing things. And as an entrepreneur, now you're running one of those things because you think you need all these things. And so I, while I was disrupting this uh, big companies and making things work better, it still wasn't really holistic for them because I couldn't touch every part of their system. And so with entrepreneurs, what we do now is we disrupt their thinking on those 10 things. We call them something else, each one of those things. For us, it isn't human resources, it's home, where you're, you're having humans optimized in a meaningful environment. That is the essence of what you're really trying to build there. And so we disrupt that concept and we say, here's a better way for your whole business to be more harmonious, because yes, the... H in harmonious is home and all the 10 disciplines when you have our names for them spell harmonious. And so that's what we teach people now how to have a more harmonious business where it is mm -hmm. joyful. It is fun yet has an impact in the world. So I'm not saying we teach people to have jokes all the time at work. What I am saying though yeah. is your business should have flow and peace and harmony while you're making huge waves in the world. And isn't what, what we all want, a way mm -hmm. to scale further, faster, with less time, effort, and expenses. Oh, wow. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I totally give her that one. Because if ever you have those things that you've been mentioned, um, Sean, and then, you know, you could create a better, you know, working place to those people or to those, um, yeah, to those people who is working in your business. And yeah, you could, you know, have a great income as well at the same time. If you have it, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. That's that the one. point, right? Exactly. We don't want people selling their yeah. We don't want people selling their souls to make a, a buck. We, yeah. It should be all business is just a value exchange between people. We distill things a lot here. At, yeah. At what if right down to the essence? It's just a value exchange between people, and a business is you scaling that value exchange so it can mm -hmm. have a bigger impact on the world. Now. If, a, if your core value is grab money at any cost, your business will look and feel that way. You can maybe put a nice coat of paint on it, but eventually your customers will know because that's how you're going to show up in the world. Mm -hmm. But if you are truly wanting to make a great impact then that is, and, and a great income, you should be making a great income. It will flow to you if your business is in alignment with your core values and your customer's core values and you deliver on the promises that you've made to them for that value exchange you will do very well mm -hmm. and sleep well at night and and people will love you for it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally agree. And yeah, um I yeah, you I agree when you say, you know, Monday is E F day actually. <laughs> it's because <laughs> you know I I am working with 
a call center company before, actually on my college days. Yeah, it's my part-time job so that I could finance as well at the same time on my college. And yeah, it's so tired actually, Um, even though it's just Monday. So yeah, the week just started and I feel like it's just, you know, a F day. And yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for that one, Sean. Sean. <laughs> and also, um, I would like to ask you as well, since, you know, you're working for a lot of years. So how did you get um get started in your industry, by the way? So it was a happy circumstance. Uh, sometimes God just puts us in the place that we need to be. And so mm-hmm. I had... Uh, after college, I worked well. So I worked my way through college and law school as a stand-up comedian. Ha ha. I went to law mm. school and realized that I don't see much of a difference between stand-up comedy and the law. I'm kidding. Not really kidding. And I didn't want to practice. And so I said, what am I going to do now? And so I started then. Um, very first job was working on an for an HR manual kind of thing mm-hmm. situation for a company because I was a lawyer. And they're like, well, you you could write this for us and keep us out of trouble, right? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, I figure that out. And then it was, well, could you also figure this out for us? There's a couple of things that I, that I figured out for them. And while I was doing that, I uh, had a neighbor who worked at one of those giant companies that I talked about before, MetLife. And mm-hmm. I went to work there for somebody who um, was really a brilliant mentor of mine, somebody who turned me on to this way of thinking about some of these things in business mm-hmm. in a totally different way. Um and he was an ex-Navy SEAL plus a, a an engineer and like worked on nuclear subs and please, the guy was a genius off the charts, but he had sort of a way of looking at, at business as if it was broken and um, brought me in as an internal consultant. He said, you know, I look for, for sort of odd pieces and we don't have a a comedian lawyer guy who knows HR processes kind of thing. And so <laughs> I'm sure you'd be great on this internal consulting team. And so that's when I learned the principles of, you know, the basics of what being a consultant is, how that looks uh-huh. and feels in the world and the ways you can make big changes by, you know, changing the right things, whether that's in the way people think about things or how they operate the things. Uh-huh. And so that gave me a great model for that. And then once I started to work with other big companies and and replicating the things that I was seeing and the fixes I knew would work, mm-hmm. I realized, oh, all business is the same business. And mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter if it's sneakers or jet engines or left-handed widgets or service, whatever it is, mm-hmm. they're all the same thing when you distill them down to these principles. And I saw that where companies were struggling, the real leverage point was in the connections between those 10 disciplines that we talked about before. So even the greatest companies you see out there in the world right now, they're leaving something on the table because even though they've in, they've mastered these individual disciplines, one, they're sort of off in the way that those disciplines were created from the start, but two, they're not linking them together in the right way. And so that's one of the main things that we then do with What If is Mm -hmm. teach people what these disciplines truly are, how to get the most out of them, and then how to leverage them together so everything just hums along. All right. Amazing. Did I answer your question or did I just just riff? Oh, (laughs) no. Yeah. Um, You were the man answer it. 
So thank you so much for that one, Sean. And yeah, what an amazing answer. So um, by the way, Sean, um, I'm too curious as well. Um, I would like to ask this for you because this is too important since I'm a business owner as well. So I'd like to reflect this um, on myself as well if I do a right thing. So Sean, um, for the third question, um, can you walk us through your overall business strategy? Yeah, I'd like to hear it from you. So my my overall business strategy is um, define first your core, right? Your mm -hmm. core values, your mission, mm -hmm. what it is that you're going to serve, and then show up with honesty and integrity to provide more value than you take. That's my overall, that's my philosophy for everything in life, really, right? Is know who you are, know the core, know what your mission is in this moment in time and for this purpose, and then show up with honesty and integrity. And if you're doing that, everything will work out. So that's exactly that's my business strategy at its highest level. Because then anything I would tell you, if you're not doing that part, then if I had just said, well, you know, make sure you're doing strategic planning at least once a quarter, right? That's a thing to do. But if I don't tell you the the underlying current, the real note we're playing, then then any activity you take is not as effective. And so, you know, I think my advice to you is in your business, be be who you are. Mm -hmm. Right. However, exactly. hum humble and impactful in the ways that you want to be impactful in the world. Just claim that space and own it. And then you can learn best practices after that on the ways to show up better and to do those activities. Exactly. But if you're doing that and protecting that core, you're going to be good. Because that's your promise to your clients, to your customers mm -hmm. in the world. People see, well, do you make a good widget or not? Uh, right. It's it's really a I trusted you. Whatever that was, you called it a family restaurant and then you had this happen. That's not good. Oh, I just thought you wanted cheap pizzas. No, I came here because it's a family restaurant. So, you know, and you're showing Jaws three uh -huh. in the middle of dinner. I don't know. I'm making right, something horrible. Like, that's not that's a you broke the promise. Yeah, the pizza was good. I'm not only here for the pizza. I'm here because. You told me you were this person in the world, so show up as this person in the world. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Exactly. It was. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you so much for that one, Sean. And, yeah, I totally agree for it. It's because that is too important if you have a business. So, yeah, I'm going to apply it to myself as well. Because, you know, I'm just new um to some industry. So, I'd like to, you know, um get some ideas as well at the same time. At least I could apply it to myself. And then I could provide it as well to those people who needed. So thank you so much. And also, I'd like to ask the, um, this as well. How have you adopted changes in your industry over the years? So since you've been in this industry for almost um, yeah, um, 20 years, you mentioned earlier. So yeah, over, yeah. over 20 years. Yeah. Uh -huh. So so this might be a funny answer, but I, I've never actually adopted adapted to changes in the industry because I think consultants are all doing it wrong mm -hmm. at every level, institutional to individual, giant company to entrepreneur. I think they're all doing it wrong. So instead I've just sort of said, well, that's great. There's stuff over there. I need to be true to myself. And what I know is really a better way. And I've just kind of joined a movement of people going in that direction, but I, I haven't shifted. In fact, I think everyone else should shift to what I'm doing. <laughs> How's that one for putting a stake in the ground? Darwin, just uh -huh. like that. So I, so I haven't shifted to what the the industry is doing. I, I think it's 
it is always going to be there because people always want advice from other people. And if that's the value exchange, and there will always be people mm-hmm. in those kind of consulting roles. But if it's the model that I've seen in the world and how it's done and how clients are gotten and how they're onboarded and offboarded and treated and seen, I don't like it. So I don't play there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, thank you so much for that one, Shin. And also, um, I'd like to ask this for you as well, because yeah, um, this is too important since I think um our um industry or our business is just related to itself. So can you share any specific tactics or tools that you've been used to effective in growing your business? Yeah, since um it was already been uh, yeah, a, a quite you know, a lot of years. So yeah, um what's your secret about this? <laughs> so I would say this. Uh, just like before mm-hmm. I talked about core values, I think a tactic that we have that we have used to grow mm-hmm. is partnering with the with like-minded people. Now, when I say partnering, it doesn't yeah. really mean signing an agreement, but it means first finding people who share your core values. Exactly. Because if you do that first, and and, and so if one and one of my core values is I'm right, we're looking for disruption. The company's named what if it, we ask that question constantly. What if there's a better what way? If. What if what if it could be this? What if uh, we're not looking at this right? Like yeah. Constantly challenging the status quo. So I'm looking for others who are doing that. Who is doing something very unique that is disruptive, that is additive uh-huh. to my mission because I am serving these people, right? So if I know I've got entrepreneurs here who are looking to thrive and be thrilled by, right? Thrive from uh-huh. and be thrilled by their business and right and compensate and do great work in the world. If I'm trying to do that for these people and protect them from all the nonsense and BS that's out there in the world, mm-hmm. right? then I can't do that alone. And there are other people who feel like me about the world. They don't have to think like I do. Mm-hmm. They have to feel like I do. Because I love it when they don't think like I do. When I say, Stephanie, that's crazy. I love it. Let's try it that way. Okay. So I don't want them to think like me. I want them to feel like I do, though. So they share my core values. We have serve the same constituents. And what they do is additive to those people. Then mm-hmm. I want to be a throughput for that. I want to say to some of the people, we call them luminaries in, in our what if inner circle. So our luminary partners are people that are doing just that amazing stuff in the world that would benefit all these people. Well, why wouldn't I say, come in, come into our sandbox. Let's play together. Let's do stuff. What serves you? Oh, well, what I need is a platform for XYZ. I will help you do that. Of course I would help you do that because I love Uh what you're doing and you love what I'm doing. And it is additive to the same people. That is a perfect partner. Now- If they don't share some of the values, but they're still serving the same constituents and still seem like they're doing the same thing, that will just be, that will hurt because I've now broken my, the promise I made to my people by bringing in somebody who isn't really a fit. Mm -hmm. And so that sounds kind of heavy, like, wow, that's a lot to think about. It is a lot to think about because if you do this right, there's an all boats rise kind of feeling to, hey, look at the extra value I'm bringing to the people I serve, to these entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And and they're all, and then my partner's businesses are thriving because of that. Mm-hmm. That's how you grow. 
And then there's no exactly. limit to how fast you can grow that. It's just looking for the right people who want to play the way you play in the world. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I totally agree for that one as well, um, Sean, because, you know, um, by being with people who has, you know, a great idea or a positive idea actually could help you grow, especially when you have a business. So that's one of my specific um thing that I do as well. Um, and also, um, what I observe when I am working here in our company, at Twist, actually, we're a digital marketing company. So my CEO, Lucas James, actually, what I like, Lucas, is that he gave me some tasks that I don't like, and it will be challenged in me as well. So actually, um, podcasting is not my type because, you know, I'm a shy type person, actually, to be honest. No, yeah, yeah. no Darwin, to you're be honest, not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Before, yeah. Actually, I'm a tie. Um. Yeah. But I need to change this. So he give me or what we call this. It's quite challenging, but I like it already. Actually, um, because you know I could ask or I could interview some people, and I could get some ideas that I could apply to myself, to my business, into the industry that I have. So you know, um, it's just so fun <laughs> at the same time it's as fantastic. well. Yeah. Uh, doing this and. This is what I like. So, well, Darwin, it shows you're doing a great job. Exactly. Um, you know, um, even though there's a people there that you know, um, didn't like you or didn't like what you're doing, but I still keep doing this because you know, um, this will be benefit with me and as well to those person that I'm working with. So, yeah. Um, um, what my point is is that. I could get something on this. So that's the meaning point why I do this as well at the same time. And I like it um, so far. <laughs> so thank you so much, by the way, Sean. Um, I hope that I could, you know, provide something um, to those answers that I have. And also, um, Sean, I'd like to ask this for you, but give me just a one minute because, uh, yeah, I need to um, yeah, sneeze just for a one minute. Yes, sure. To go ahead. And in fact, this All is right. one of the things you're learning from. All right, I was going to fill space for you. All right, there you go. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And yeah, um, by the way, Sean, um, thank you so much for that one. And yeah, I'd like to ask as well, because, you know, in a business, um, in every business, there is a different challenge or obstacles that we've been faced. So I know that you face a lot. So I'd like to ask if, so can you talk any challenges or obstacles that you've been faced in your business and how did you overcome them? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge for uh, my business is that this architecture of which I speak is it feels too, it's too comprehensive. Mm-hmm. Now, there's no such thing as too comprehensive. It is comprehensive. That's exactly what it needs to be. But it's so holistic in its scope, it's so large that it it seems like it could be all things to all business people. And then mm-hmm. therefore it's nothing to anyone because it's not really targeted. So um, I was, but I was so passionate about giving people the whole answer in, instead of what normal usual uh-huh. consultants will do, which is a piece of it, not acknowledging the other parts, uh-huh. right? How many times do you hear? I have the one solution. The whole, the only solution to your business is, is marketing. Oh my God. Well, huh. if your business isn't set up to handle the new influx of clients, the last thing a broken business needs is to ramp up their marketing so they get more people into their broken process. Uh-huh. They will find out exactly how broken it is. So 
So I don't like the kind of, this is the only thing you need. I, so I said, I have to give this whole architecture, but people aren't going to really understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I was rigid in that people have to learn about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I went, but, but how could anyone understand the entire thing? So what I had to do is um, I had to meet people where their entry point was. So if they came to me and marketing was their thing, mm-hmm. I would talk about that part of the harmonious business architecture for us. It's called ubiquity being all the places, not all places, but all the places where your clients are looking and therefore you seem ubiquitous everywhere. Right. <laughs> so uh-huh. um, if their thing is marketing, then I'm going to disrupt their thinking on marketing. I'm going to show them a different way. I'm going to bring in luminaries. Who, that's their main jam. And I, people I trust to take them the rest of the way. And I will oversee the whole thing. You know, right, this building of their business through this mm-hmm. harmonious model. Um, but I meet them where they are first. Once they come in and start being disrupted in one space, then I say, okay, well, for this though, to really, for us to drive home this marketing engagement uh-huh. that you're talking to us about, now we have to put it here in your business, here in your business, here in your business. These are the other ways. And now, and now the whole thing is naturally building itself. So if somebody came to me saying, well, you know about a lot about risk mitigation and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And disaster recovery. Sure. That's what I need. It's the only thing I need. That's what I need. Great. We meet them there. And then we show them how that's just not all they need. Um, so it was go go to where you meet your clients where they are and then help them get to where they want to be. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Exactly, it was. So thank you so much for that one, Sean. And also, can you speak to any matrix or KPIs you use to measure the success of your business, Sean? Yeah, so um, we have so we have an entire module on, on metrics that we do. Um, it's uh-huh. one of our big things. We call it Analyze because, um, so this is what I want to talk about here, because I could give you just, you know, the, the standard list of metrics that people get um, and they can look those up anywhere. But I want to, this is what I want to hit home for people. Um, That if you don't know how to analyze the data that you have and you're just Mm -hmm. recording data, you're just capturing data because you think it's the right thing to do, then you might as well not do it at all. Now, that sounds crazy, right? Because you absolutely need data. Well, of course. But what I'm saying is it is a waste of time if you are collecting data and you don't even know what it's telling you. So don't drown yourself in data. At measure the right things in the right time far enough up the chain that you can make a decision on it and make a change before it impacts something, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the difference between leading and lagging indicators. Customer satisfaction is a lagging indicator. Is it important? Oh, absolutely. But not nearly as important as let's make up a business. You're, you're, you're manufacturing and deliver, delivering widgets. And the main promise that you have is people are going to get widgets in less than 24 hours. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, then you should be measuring. Yeah, customer satisfaction is going to go going to go south. And then if you find that going south, and then you go, well, what could have caused this? Right, those people are already unhappy. And so, if you knew that the main thing was those widgets coming up those line that line in a certain mm-hmm. amount of time, then widget to ship mm-hmm. is your main metric for that for that. Okay, in that line of what's going to make the customers happy. So you need to be looking in your business at leading indicators based on what that value promise is to your uh-huh. clients. You're going to have other things that you, for your business, you're going to also manage. 
Um, but I'm talking about understanding that value chain from idea to deliver value delivered to customer. That is the chain that you need to be measuring things around and understanding so that those people are not leading. That makes sense? Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for that one, Sean. Again, and also, Sean, um, this has already been the last question. Actually, I didn't know this because actually you have a great answer Yeah, for every question that I have. So <laughs> thank you so much, by the way. And for the last question, this is too important because we'll need to include this to our podcast to get um title. So yeah, for the last question, um, if anybody wants to connect or anyone there thinking about working with you or partnering with you, maybe Sean, where's the best place um to do that, or what is the best way to do that, Sean? Yes. So uh, one would be mm-hmm. uh going to whatif.com. So that's w h a d as in disrupt if.com slash inner circle and that'll tell you about the inner circle that we run where we we mm-hmm. teach this stuff uh in a weekly workshop and we make sure that people are making progress on it it's not just hearing people talk it's actually working with these brilliant luminaries and partners that we have and us uh and we also have and this is more important for everybody the same thing what if.com slash bad assessment that's b-a-d-a-s-s-e-s-s-m-e-n-t the bad assessment in five minutes you will take five to eight minutes you can answer a bunch of questions they're really easy they're like a sliding scale so it's just from zero to 100 where are you here and in answering those questions in a, in less than 10 minutes you will then receive an automated report that will tell you everything that we would think about your business where it is what it probably feels like for you and steps to change those things. This is the assessment that I used to use for those big giant companies. I used to charge them six figures for it. It is now free. So please, if you could hear me and you want some insights into your business that normally people would pay thousands of dollars for, here it is. Please take it. It will change your business alone. Wow. So I might, I'm going to visit your website after because I'll need it actually because <laughs> I'll need to improve myself as well especially doing podcasts and how to handle my business so yeah that is too um, helpful and I'm going to make sure that that would be included to this podcast title so thank you so much for that one um, Sean so another pure of Loopcode Gold we have acquired today from our guests and thank you so much for having um you here in our show um, Sean. So, by the way, Sean, before this interview, we're going to be end. Um, do you want to thank something or do you want to thank someone there? I want to thank you, Darwin. Thank you for uh, playing with me today in this time. Uh-huh. Thank you for letting me get this word out to people. And hopefully then together, if people take this, Darwin, you can you can say you were part of what helped them get their business to the next level. So thank you, Darwin. Thank you so much as well, Sean. And thank you guys as well for um, being here in our show and for listening to this. Um, By the way, um, if you get any value for today's episode, we would love to get a rating or review where you get the podcast. If there's someone in the of growing their business or thinking about starting a business, send this episode to them and then take one thing that you learned today, go out, implement it, execute and let us know how it goes we want to hear your wins and above all thanks for being here with us today we really appreciate it a lot and see you in the next one cheers